MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. You know, there's a lot of little things going on as we gear up for this week. College football games kick off the next couple weekends. Um, week zero this week, then week one next week. NFL games, preseason games, uh, and the preseason season coming to an end. But I, I think that there is a, a very interesting point to be made where, um, you know, we've gotten into this place in football where we've concluded that playing football full on, 100%, full contact uh, is bad and leads to debilitating post-football injuries and potentially in-football injuries. And while, while I do think that the old way of practicing, you know, the old way of doing things, and I, I've never been somebody who says, you know, like, uh, let's do it this way because we've always done it that way. 
I, I would also tell you that there is something to football that you have to build up a, I don't know, like a resistance layer, a burn layer, a just uh, anti, football antibodies, if you will. You know, we watch some of these injuries take place, and no matter how little they have contact, there's non-contact injuries. And when they have contact, you still have the similar, if not greater, percentage of contact injuries. It's, it's fascinating to me, fascinating to me, that we have this, uh, we have this thing going where um, players keep getting hurt and yet they're playing less in the preseason. And I mean, just take the Rams, for example. How many injuries have they suffered the past couple years? And we champion Sean McVay for being the first coach to step up and say, hey, my stars, my skill position players, they're not playing in the preseason. Like, that's great. They have still all gotten hurt. Right, like, go through it. You know, when they won the Super Bowl, he lost his running back before the you know, start of the year with Achilles tendon tear. Matt Stafford got hurt last year. He hadn't played in a preseason game. You know, he's got one of the great wide receivers, I think, in maybe in the history of the sport, and he's gotten hurt twice. Like, you just... Meanwhile, you put people in a position where they're not used to the level of physicality and the type of contact. There's a, there is a breaking point. There is a point to where it's too much. But just like in politics as the pendulum swings, right? If we swing too far to the right, we push back to the left. We swing too far to the left, we swing back to the right. The same is true in, in sports and in his life. It feels like we went from preseason and training camp was too much to now it's too little, which leads to even more injuries. And frankly, the injuries that are sustained in the places that we don't want them, you know, concussions and brain injury, like Tua Tungavailoa, I, I, I don't know had he played more in preseason games if he would have been able to fall. But it does stand to reason that the more you play, the more you learn to fall and to get out of the way and to avoid big hits. I just, I think it's a really interesting, deep discussion to those of us who love the sport that, Every year, the sport is riddled with injuries that you can't escape. And in an effort to protect ourselves from those injuries, you end up having more injuries. It's a lot like in life, we do this with our kids. We want to protect our kids from all the negative stuff, all the anything, anybody being mean to them, any bullying. But at some point, there is real life and you do have to build up a resistance towards that negativity. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Well, let's get to what the Fox says. And now. <laughs> What's up, the Fox? Every day at this time, the Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus podcast, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. We play for you a portion of a previous show. Um, this is Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington. We call it Two Pros, Cup of Joe every morning here on Fox Sports Radio. Talk about whether or not Aaron Rodgers should be playing in a preseason game. Jonas, are you hating on when a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's a first ball Hall of Famer, decides to play in the last preseason game? Are you no, hating on that decision? I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, no, I'm not hating on that decision. Mm. I'm a little surprised by the decision. At this point, what's the point? Why don't you just get to the regular season and then roll this thing out there to open up the year against the Bills on Monday night? But that is the plan, according to a source, that Rodgers is going to play in the Jets' Rogers. final preseason game coming up next weekend against the Giants. And so if you're wondering when is this whole thing going to start for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in an actual Rogers. game, it's coming up this, this weekend here for the nice. Jets. Can I present why it concerns me? Uh-oh. Well, didn't he get tweaked in practice? He yeah. tweaked his ankle or calf. I calf. Which one it was. He's done in his calf spring. a couple of times. That was in the he's, spring. He's right? got big calves, though, so he's always susceptible to a calf injury. That's nice. one of the, the blessings of not having very big calves is <laughs> getting injured something you don't have. That's you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh. So, and, and, and Jonas, you and I are in the small calf committee. Um, we've talked about this at length. Bro, my calves are smaller than both. You got small calves, too? Lie. Bro, have you never seen my calves? Um, I'm not on the small calf committee. I did not know this was a, a committee at all committee meeting, nor did I know that LeVar Arrington had small calves. 
Uh, in regards to Aaron Rodgers playing more football, I, I don't. We, we talked about this in the radio show. And we talked about this in some of the podcasts. Like this idea of playing less sounds great, but th- the truth is that the less guys play, the more they seem to get hurt. In a, in it's the it it does on many levels confuse the human brain because it doesn't make sense when you protect somebody from themselves too much. But this is like, um, it's like I I saw a lady walking her dog and she was walking her dog and the dog had dog booties on. She had a mask and gloves on. And then when she went to, to press the button for the crosswalk, she used her elbow. And I, I fully respect that. I have no idea her health conditions and whether or not, but, um, and you know, uh, COVID rates are really high right now, but there is a certain amount of you have to build up some antibodies during your life. And this is no different in the rest of your life, right? Like you make losing or failing or getting cut from something or getting fired or getting divorced or breaking up. Those are those built up antibodies. They built up a layer of toughness and we're taking that away from football players. And it feels like, uh, just like the kid, the bubble boy, you let them out into the real world and they get a lot, a lot more sick. This is Chris Collinsworth and what he told Dan Patrick about his pick to win the Super Bowl. Your pick. I said it was a sort of a surprise. Yes. And your pick is? The Bengals. Okay. There you go. I, I, it, it, it's time. It's time. Who's better? Who, it, who's Who's better at this point in time than the Cincinnati Bengals? I've never picked them, not once in my entire career. I I think it's their year. I think they can do it. I really do. No concerns about Joe Burrow right now? Uh, Well, I might be more concerned if, in fact, Joe Burrow were playing in the preseason. You know, he hasn't played the last three. You know, he had the he had the knee thing. He had the appendicitis. Now he's got the calf. So if all of a sudden now he's playing in preseason, then can't pick him, right? You can't you can't go with that. Well, look, the Bengals are close. The Bengals. I mean, you can make the case they should have lost to the Ravens, if not for the hundred yard fumble return. Right. Um, on the other hand, they very easily had their offense not stalled, beating the Chiefs last year. Um, I, I think, and I think what Collinsworth is getting at is like, look, this is really the last year before you start to give these guys extensions. And now all of a sudden it'll be harder to keep them together. And they have been close and I do think they're well coached. And I, I it, what, how am I to pick against that pick? You know, do I think the chargers are right there? Sure. Do I think the chiefs, you know, like how do you pick against Mahomes? Of course, like the guy has gotten to an AFC championship game at least in every season he's been the starting quarterback. Um, And then there's uh, Jets and Dolphins and Bills, who appear to be better than the Chiefs, but unable to get to the Chiefs last year and couldn't beat them despite the lead with 13 seconds to go in regulation two years ago. We know the list of teams that'll be there. I don't think it's a crazy pick to pick the Bengals. I don't think anybody would say, that's a crazy pick. This is Colin Cowherd talking about Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Russell Wilson's not washed. He's lost weight. He's still elusive. After Michael Vick and Cam, he's the third leading rushing quarterback ever. 
He's lost weight. He's moving. He's elusive. He had a couple scripted plays. He had an ad lib. He was running around the field, and it looks pretty good, right? So in life, lean into your strength. His strength is moving. Number three rushing quarterback ever. He looked fast. And Sean Payton's teams generally get better as the season progresses. His November-December record's better than his September. So we don't want to – we don't know what it's going to look like right out of the gate. I don't know how many games they're going to win. But, listen, think about this. So they had a coach that was totally over their skis. They lost their left tackle. They're in a tough division. And they lost nine games by one score. 29th in getting plays in offense and defense. Couldn't get plays in. Couldn't manage the clock. Had to hire a guy. Disaster. Lost their left tackle. And Russell Wilson pretty much refused to run or was told not to run. One of them, I don't know. And they lost nine games by one score. So I don't need to let Russ cook. Just let him be at the table. Let him set the table. They're going to be fine. Um, the, the ever-changing view of Colin Cowherd on Russell Wilson is Always fantastic to check it in. It was, uh, I think it was five days ago when he said yes. that it is close to implosion. Right. So it's just, I, I, I love Colin, but it all comes down to what day of the week did you pay attention to him? And it doesn't happen in a vacuum. We talk about this with the Jets. Like their offensive line has issues. And as much as whatever intel he got on Russ improving, and I have been told by somebody who, um, I'm close with it. He has gotten better as the camp's gone on. Their offense looks better. But we don't know what it looks like in a game. You know? I mean, part of what happens in a game is, yeah, you have to add lib. And he seemed to lose that ability last year. But, um, you know, how much PTSD is there from the bad ad libs of last year? And what does it actually look like? And is this team built to ad lib? I think there's a lot that we still don't know. And that's what the Fox said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, let's find out who or what is annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Uh, Doug, long weekend, um, but we here in Southern California experienced something that we've never experienced before, and then something happened to me specifically that's never happened before. So we all brace for Hurricane Hillary. Um, it became a tropical storm, which just meant a whole lot of wetness and flooding. And then yesterday, in the middle of this hurricane, supposedly, we had an earthquake up where I live in Ohio, uh, California. A 5.0 earthquake in the middle of a hurricane. Hashtag hurricane. That's pretty annoying, Doug, because, you know, the rainfall... Everyone's kind of bracing. We had a, a little um, uh, leak in the roof that we we're monitoring. If you have dogs, you don't know, you know, how they're going to react. And then this earthquake happens in the middle of it all, Doug. Hurricane, you're annoying. Hurricane was annoying. I'll tell you what's more annoying. Can I? Can I do a you're annoying? Every day you could do a you're annoying. All right. Yeah. I. Uh, I I tweeted out a picture of Dodger Stadium that's, you know, gone viral. It's not my picture. Somebody else's picture has gone viral where uh, Chavez Ravine is flooded. First of all, the number of people who don't understand the fact that it's was and is still called a ravine for a fucking reason. So, of course, it's going to collect water. And by design, like, I don't know if you saw, but the Dodgers didn't even cover up the infield. Right. That's how well irrigated it is. 
despite being the deluge. And they had flooding in the parking lot, but the flooding in the parking lot was at the lower places because if you've ever been to Dodger Stadium, you know that the entrance around home plate is at a is a couple stories higher than where the outfield seats actually are. It's at a it's at a slow gr- you know grade. And so again, by design, yes, it flooded. It flooded the parking lot, not the actual stadium. But it's a ravine, you fucking idiots. But bigger, even worse is, so I put down, they've had 17 rainouts in the history of Dodger Stadium. That's since 1955. You do the math, that's pretty good, right? We're talking about, uh, what is that, 68 years? 68 years, they've had 17 rainouts. That's incredible. And I know they played a doubleheader on Saturday. I don't know what you consider. I guess a rainout, by some people's estimation, is the game has to uh, be canceled the day of the game as a rainout. But technically, there was supposed to be a game, and because of rain, there was no game. That's a fucking rainout, by my estimation. Whether it goes to that 17 and makes it 18 or not, I don't care. What I do care about is, why the fuck do you care, you motherfucking idiots who just troll me on Twitter? Hey, uh, you got to learn something about... I, I'm sitting on my couch... When you can't do anything else like the rest of you fucking idiots. Like, is it 17 or 18? Who cares? Is it make you feel that good to go like, I, I, I corrected Doug Gottlieb on Twitter because he technically got something wrong and that made me feel better about myself. I don't, I still to this day don't know if it's a rain out or not, I can only tell you that um, Ramos, was there a game scheduled on Sunday? That is affirmative. Okay. They moved up the game to play a double header. So they didn't have a game on Sunday um, by literal de- definition. Isn't that a rain out? Well, yeah, I guess it would be. I mean, they played the game rain out to me would be a game that never, that didn't get played, but right. Is yeah. it, is it, is it, is it, is it a, is it that big a deal that you no. go like, hold on, no, it's- hold on, let me just correct you and tell you it wasn't a rain out because they play, like, I know they played the fucking double header. Right. Yeah, that's where I agree with you with. It's like, it's not, like, it's not oh such a big deal God, where you have to correct Jesus somebody about Jesus Christ almighty. Anyway. I think what the correction would be, if I could just say something really quick, would sure. be the hurricane would be somewhat incorrect because by the time it came to that air time, it was a tropical depression. It wasn't even a hurricane anymore. Yeah, the problem is uh, hashtag tropical depression quake was right. too, long, too long and, and it sounds awful. <laughs> so hurricane was very yes, immediate. good point. And, um, and John, I don't know if you introduced us or not, John, but John was specifically impacted by this rainout, Doug. He had tickets to Sunday. They told him, they called him up and they said, hey, the game's been moved to tomorrow at noon. Can you still make it? And he and his family went on Saturday instead. Hmm. Okay. So how was the game Saturday? What was the crowd like Saturday? It was started off very, very light. It was an extremely light crowd. I think it got more as a game. There were people walking in like the fourth inning in a game that lasted, Doug, by the way, like two hours and 30 minutes. It was the fastest. And the game after, by the way, was two hours and 15 minutes. Three to one, three to one. Yeah. It was speeding by. So if you showed up in the fourth inning, you might as well just stayed home. Now, wait, was it a day night doubleheader where you had to leave the yes. season yes. and come back yes. in? That is correct. 
All-time moneymaker for the team. Because <laughs> the right, next so, game, the first game was at noon. The next game started at 6. So we were done by 2.15, 2.30. You're not going to sit around <laughs> until 6 o'clock, right? So, so yeah, they that, kicked you out. Said, see you later. That's a great little moneymaker for the Dodgers, right? They, they made up some revenue there. They're like, let's do the day-night doubleheader thing. We don't have to refund anybody any money. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we can kick people out. And then, you know, they just probably had to pay overtime to the, all the concession people, but they didn't have to pay them the next day for work. So there you go. I, I um, wonder. Yeah. The official MLB rainout rules. A rainout occurs when a game is either canceled, postponed or suspended due to unfavorable, unfavorable weather conditions. So what you had called a rainout is a rainout. They they. um I guess rescheduled the Sunday game to Saturday because of weather conditions. Right. That's a rainout. That's a rainout. Yeah, I believe so as well. But I just, you know, I'm sitting there going like, why? Why are people being critical of this shit? Like, I don't. It doesn't happen very often in sports where you have a preemptive rainout. Right. But well, they, hurricane, hurricanes are usually the one thing that that it does correct. happen. Right. Correct. So, so that was interesting. Um, and I think you were right by calling it a rainout. By the way, the Angels game today is postponed. Um, and so it uh, does. Are they playing? I, are they playing two tomorrow? Is that their plan? I I don't. I haven't seen that. Well, that they played two they, on Saturday, correct? Right, but the the Reds Reds are in town. Okay. And the Saturday was against the Rays, so they 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 preemptively postponed today's. And by the way, I live, I don't know, twenty minutes from the Big A. It is eighty degrees and sunny today. Like it is. <laughs> Perfect. Now the field conditions are probably pretty sloggy because they got three, four inches of rain, but still, it it does feel a little overreactive, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, so it was a rain out. Whether it goes down as, as the 18th or not, I I don't know. I don't know who makes those. Who in Elias uh, with the Sports Bureau decides what goes down historically? Doug, I would say some people may say that they should postpone the rest of the Angels season. Wow. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, John. I, I, I do appreciate that. One. I'm sorry. I just I had to throw that, that in there. Let's, uh, well, you got one more, right? Steph Curry's annoying you. Why is Steph Curry annoying you? We could do Steph Curry, but I like this one better because this speaks to a certain generation of, of people. Um, an NBA social media staffer who had resigned uh, went on an NBA social media site and posted this. Quote, how do I log out of this? Haven't worked here in weeks. Anyway, the NBA extends its social media employees greatly to the detriment of their health and social lives for a salary of less than 50K annually after taxes. I worked 14-hour shifts without breaks at times, without Adam Silver. Uh, shout out to Adam Silver. We don't get health insurance until 90 days on the job. Did you even know that? How silly is that? Glad I resigned. No need for a job to get in the way of your happiness. Donate to mental health issues. Um, I hope that um, every future employer of this dude um, has access to this, to that paragraph that this gentleman wrote on an official NBA social media site. So if you follow the NBA on Facebook, you saw that come up as the official NBA uh, post by a disgruntled former staffer I'm guessing was born after the year 2000 um, and he should never get a job again in the industry you know working in this industry is a privilege 
And I can I can name you six people on the Fox Sports radio staff right now that probably were born after 2000, maybe in the 90s, that put in long hours, are underpaid. But this is a part of the process. This is what you do. When you get in at a certain level in this business, you pay your dues. And as part of those dues, as uh, this guy says, a detriment to my social life. Yeah, okay. You're not the first person that's ever had something that's been detrimental to your social life as you start to work in the sports industry. Um, this Gen Z, obvious Gen Z poster, should never work in the industry again. And I hope that every future employer that has a chance to hire this person reads that paragraph. This is the very essence of this generation, and it could not be less professional. I hear here to you, and I'll say the lot less professional. Shut the actual fuck up, dude. Oh, work was too hard. Then don't come, but don't complain about it. You, you, you worked in social media? Like, oh my God, I was staring at my phone for 14 hours straight. So you weren't staring at your phone in real life? Like, come on, dude. You didn't get, I didn't get health and, uh, health and benefits until 90 days. Like, dude, lots of people work, uh, work hourly shifts at minimum wage, and they don't get, they don't get health care. At all. And by the way, at all. At all. And pro- probation for a full-time employee is a standard corporate operating procedure. You have a 90-day probation period. And then they'll start giving you benefits. Well, this is just the problem is you have people who are in the workforce who don't actually have any sort of concept for how things work. And this is a failure of parenting and a failure of education, right? Because if you got that job, I'm guessing you went to college, but whatever you learned in college didn't prepare you for the real world. Right? The real world is not easy. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll say granted, I did not make a job. I did not have a job that worked 14 hour days, but I can tell you right now when I first got to ESPN, granted it was a, at a higher salary. And when I got there, I did a show from 7 P to 1 AM. And that meant I was in there at four, four thirty in the afternoon. And I was walking out at me, 1 AM. I was walking out at one and I getting home at, at close to two in the morning. I did it four day, four days a week. And there were lots of people who were, when you start out, Production side, PA side, like, dude, ask nurses. Ask nurses what it's like. You go to nursing school, you get a nursing degree, right? And your first job, if it's an eight-hour shift, it's almost always overnight. Almost always overnight. And no, sorry, we can't care about your social life. Like, we have, these are jobs. And if you don't like that job, take another job. You're allowed to leave your job. But... If you want to climb any sort of corporate ladder, those are the jobs you have to take initially. That's the way it works. Uh, I would say that's the most annoying. Although these these people who think they're uh, like they're somehow like, oh my god, I'm proving you wrong. They're equally annoying. The rainout police. Rainout police are super annoying. All of you. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. What do you got? Sean McVay was uh, mic'd up. There, he was well, doing, I saw this, yeah. He was doing a live, the live, like, uh, mic'd up, and then the Rams uh, had a pick six, and then this happened. He's best once the ball is actually snapped. Oh, Great job, Jake Hummel. That's Let's a hook player. Taking it 
to the grid, baby! It's a new year, baby. How about that hook drop? My man Hummel, captain tonight. Oh, man, is that exciting. This is the only time good shit's happened when I come on with you guys. I was just about to say, we've been waiting for something positive to happen when you're on the mic with us. man, that's great. Live local television. (laughs) It was awesome. I forbid so we cool. get excited, right? I mean, yeah, that was awesome. That was so good, so good, so fun, and um, uh, I I enjoyed that immensely. By the way, why did the Chargers play yesterday? Was it the Chargers? Yeah, Chargers Saints. Why did they play that game? I guess because they had to. They couldn't move it around. I don't know what the the situation was, but it's ridiculous. And if anyone has been to SoFi when there's weather. It's it's the worst equipped a stadium for weather. It's 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 awful. I don't know how many people attended it, but I guarantee those people that went regretted it. Doug, when you gave my Lucas and I tickets to go see the Rams game and Chargers game, we went and it was a light rain that day, right? It was just kind of drizzling, and the water was coming into the stadium from the roof because it's open, right? So you know we were kind of getting wet a little bit. I could imagine yesterday it was literally downpouring for the twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean, um, if depending on where you're sitting, you're going to get wet, and it is not. It is a, It's really amazing. Did you guys see the sphere was offline, and there's there's talk that the sphere was not waterproof for that level <laughs> of rain. And I was thinking, like, the sphere is like a some crazy wasn't it like a two point three billion dollar building or something, and then of course SoFi is a six billion dollar uh, facility. You know, when you combine the, all, the, all the buildings and everything. And then you talk about Jerry's World. That was a billion dollars, but that was like 15 years ago. And it's, I mean, here's some of these modern architectural models. And they have these gigantic design flaws. It's like, what were you guys doing where you didn't go like Jerry's World? Like, hey, guys, um, if we're going to make this an east-west stadium, you do know that the sun is going to come into those windows, especially in afternoon games. Do the, do the Cowboys play any afternoon games? Yes, they play a ton of afternoon games. You, you sure we want to go east-west with this thing? Right? So uh, I, I guess the least likely to happen, because the sun does set every day, the least likely to happen is for, um, is for rain in Southern California. But it does rain in Southern California, and I, I don't understand the design flaw. that it, I like the idea that it's open air, but the fact that they can't close it at all is sort of disturbing. Why do we play that for you? Because we can't. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. All right, pick of the day comes from college football because this is week zero. You're like, what? Like, yeah, we got college football this week, this Saturday. So the lines, I believe, will settle. They'll, they'll change as we get kind of closer and closer to them. But I continue to point out that this... Uh, Notre Dame Navy line. Notre Dame has new quarterback, new offense coordinator, who's a, li- a tight ends coach. So it's not like they're like, hey, let's do a whole new system, whatever. Um, and the quarterback comes from Wake Forest. And he's really good. But playing against Naval Academy, he's got a new coach, their, a new coach of their own. And I just don't like the 20 and a half points. Like, you're, you're telling me they're going to beat Navy by three touchdowns in Ireland? Nah, I'm not buying it. Plus, it's supposed to rain. I will, uh, I'll take uh, Navy in the points. Navy in the points, uh, especially when it's more than 20. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show, which follows this if you're listening to the podcast. Or, of course, you can check it out live at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Portrait of the iHeartRadio app. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.